this week on Socratic Cinema. Uh, not to brag. Well, I have a really, really, really good relationship. Really? My mom could beat your mom in a fight, so. My mom's a patron. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you're still uploading footage of child beauty pageants. Like, a critique is only a critique if you're actually contributing to fixing the problem. Yeah, Joe Rogan yeah. can can uh, suck it. It's Aladdin is better than everything he's ever done. Welcome to the podcast. Have a look around. We have bits and jokes and gags, and there's plenty to be found. We have Casey and James and patrons galore. I don't have a rhyme. That's it. That's the song. We'll we'll leave you wanting more. We'll leave you wanting more. Casey with the assist. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You, wow, wow. You went for that and you grabbed You ate. Charlie, like- before we started, Charlie was like, let's do a singing intro. Like, let's like do a musical one. And I thought we were just gonna kind of like, oh, you know, for like a minute. You you went in and you left no crumbs. Yeah. I yeah. That was really good. You Thank made you. my little choir theater heart so happy. Yeah. Like, why did you prep those rhymes? Uh no. I just sort of <laughs> I just sort of stole the rhymes and the meter from uh, the Welcome to the Internet song because we're doing Bo Burnham's Inside today, if you didn't already guess from the title. Uh, yeah. And I used that yeah. for our intro. So, wonderful. I'm glad we all enjoyed it. Uh, now, let's talk about Existential Dread. Yay! If you didn't catch, my name is James Delicio, and to my virtual right is... Casey Clark. Yeah. Charlie Heatherly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Char- Charlie's, Charlie's also <laughs> he's leading the charge today. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, but I'm gonna steal his charge for a minute. Uh and man, I was gonna like sing it, but you no, like you did an actual for you did an actual song. No, now you, you have to do it. Yeah, you gotta do it. Okay, I, do I try and rhyme these? Well, three of them have the same last name, so that'll be pretty easy to rhyme. Uh if you haven't already guessed, it's time to thank the patrons. Ding 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 ring the bell. Ding 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 ding. Uh this month we had a lot of great patrons who can have continued to support us so much and we're so incredibly thankful because without their contributions, we wouldn't be able to do the show. Um if you want to help us continue to do the show, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Socratic Cinema. This week I'd like to thank uh, <laughs> I have stage fright. Uh, I would like to thank. <laughs> do I just sing a random? Yeah, you note? just gotta yeah, go yes, for it. You just go gotta for go it. for it. Uh, I would like to thank John Delicio and yeah. Rachel Delicio and also Lisa Delicio. They're lots of fun. Um, they're number one. We yes, have Samuel Copeland. Um, he's pretty dopeland. Ethan Rudder is a patron. <laughs> Jeanette Clark sings like a lark. And Heather and Michael Clark are also patrons. Yeah! <laughs> Don't pick the mic while you're cheering. Yeah! That was, that was it. That, that was, was it. wonderful. I loved it. That's yeah. rhymes on point. Lark, what a what that a was really good. That was really yeah. Good. It was like Lark, Ozark, um, <laughs> After Dark, After Dark. Uh, <laughs> after dark. <laughs> um, speaking of After Dark, um, this week we're talking about Bo Burnham's Inside. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad mm-hmm. you picked up on that. Um, yes. Who would like to talk about this movie first? Because we all think that we have the unpopular opinion this time. So it's like <laughs> Russian roulette to find out who actually has the unpopular one. Yes, um, we're all pointing a gun at each other. And the thing is, we don't we don't know if liking it or disliking it is unpopular either. So true. Uh, true. I mean, <laughs> this will be fun. Um, Charlie, you've, first. you've seen it before, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is my second time watching Inside. I watched it before we decided that we would do a podcast on it, and then I watched it again to refresh myself. And I think I honestly enjoyed it more the second time, probably because I was just paying attention to it more. This is really a comedy special. I mean, despite the fact that Bo mentions in one of the songs, like, do you have this on in the background? It's something you got to pay attention to to really appreciate it. And I think that, I mean, I'll say it, I loved it. This is probably one of my favorite comedy specials of all time, and I think it is definitely Bo Burnham's best work when it comes to his comedy specials. I think that it is poignant. Uh, In moments, it's very funny. In others, it's very sad. And it really allows him to show off the full range of his talents in a way that we just haven't seen before. Uh, The fact that this was all done by him, like everything from the lighting to the lyrics to the singing to the editing... All of that by him is incredible, and I think that it really comes together in in this fantastic, dirty, beautiful mess of, like, a, a special that just makes you feel things. I felt things when I watched this. I was, you know, contemplating the the way that I felt at the very beginning of this pandemic when things were uncertain and anxious, and I think he captures that emotion and that feeling that a lot of people had very, very well. Uh, this comedy special is definitely not for everyone. It is his style of comedy is very uh, well, he, he references a lot of his past bits a lot. So you need to have a little bit of knowledge of his other specials to get some of the jokes in this one. Uh, he's also a little bit uh, I'm forgetting the word, but uh, snarky, I guess, like he he likes to say one thing and mean another sarcastic is is what I'm he's searching a little, for. A little abrasive, maybe a little abrasive. Definitely. Uh, and, and he has very strong takes and opinions on a whole bunch of different things. So I get why some people would not like it, but in my opinion, this is absolutely a masterpiece. And, you know, if you look at the reviews, a lot of people agree. Uh, this is widely not just praised, but loved by a whole ton of people, specifically millennials and, uh, just younger people in general, because of the way that it sort of captures the, the captivity that a lot of people not yet living on their own or, or, you know, solidified their space in the world the, the way that they felt. So yeah, I, I think absolutely wonderful. This is an easy 10 out of 10 for me. Oh my. Wow. <coughs> wow. <laughs> can, can you say that again into the mic? Easy 10 out of 10. Nice. 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 Send that to the replay workshop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> clip it. Okay. So Recovering from the world-altering take that that just was. Yeah. World-altering. Yeah, like the timeline is just split for Socratic cinema. (laughs) I Uh, like things. I like Chef. Casey, do you want to... Casey, Casey, do you want to go or do you want to like rock, paper, scissors? Um, Um, Sure, I'll go. Um, So, (laughs) nervous laughter. I didn't like it. I I don't know if um, it's my thing exactly like I understand like I can enjoy it and I can admire his create his creativity and how much like work that he put into it 
Um, and I've never really sat through a um, Bo Burnham special. So maybe I just didn't get it, like Charlie was saying. Um, but I've like, you know, he's been rolling around the internet since like I was in middle school. So I've been here or beyond that. But I've been hearing about um, him and hearing some of his like meme so or like songs that have been turned into memes and sounds and all that stuff on like TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, but I just, it wasn't my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like there were, there were some songs that definitely were like, okay, yeah, this is funny. Like I, I get this, like, yeah, this is funny or like, oh, this is pretty profound. And like, I definitely get the emotion that he was trying to convey and like all that stuff that like Charlie was saying, but it just didn't hit for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what would you give it out of 10? I have a feeling hmm. this is going to be a, a below 8.5-er. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a 6, I think. A 6. Whoa, a 6. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this is good, because I think I'm sort of a middle ground here. Um, how I felt about Bo Burnham's inside. For context, uh, I, I hate Bo Burnham. I can't stand Bo Burnham comedy. Um, that's my background. Um, just I, I had a, I think I had a bad first exposure to him. I saw his song uh, "Kill Yourself" and thought, "Wow, this is um, this is oh, uh, really unenjoyable to me." Um, this is like the jokes my friends would make in like sixth grade, um, but maybe seventh. Those seventh is like peak edgy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, this is not, this is not for me. So I kind of just, Charlie muted himself. He's seething so hard. I um, know. <laughs> every time my dog barks, you guys think that I'm muting myself cause I'm scared. I'm making this a better production with anyways, higher quality. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So I don't like Bo Burnham. So I always distanced myself from him and it was generally fine. A, a lot of my friends really like Bo Burnham. I really don't. It was just sort of an agree to disagree thing. And then Inside came out and everyone was like, oh my gosh, we love Inside. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, but it's Bo Burnham though. So I'm going to not. <laughs> and then we decided to do a podcast about it and I watched it. Um, and I'll say I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I, I, and I think that's because for the most part, it wasn't really comedy. Uh, it was like performance yeah. art, I guess. Uh, and yeah. in fact... The parts of it that were meant to be comedy were the parts I enjoyed the least. Like, I think Inside is at its worst when it's trying to be funny, and it's at its best when it's actually being, like, profound, I guess. Um, some of the songs really didn't work for me. Some of the songs really did work for me. I definitely, like, the, a lot of the emotional beats worked with me a lot. Um, I think... There's some imbalance in it that we can talk about. And I think there's a lot of stuff that I would like to talk about. This is something that I actually feel like I have a lot of things I want to say about inside um, because there were so many parts of it that I liked and didn't like. Uh, so I enjoyed it more than I thought I did. I thought I would hate it, but I didn't hate it. Uh, I, I kind of liked it. I would say that I probably give this like a 7 out of 10. Um, like fine parts of it worked parts of it didn't uh and overall like i don't regret watching it so i would i would probably if you like bo burnham you'll probably love inside um if you 
Yeah, I don't know. You might like it. Don't let me tell you what to do. <laughs> what <laughs> so a, that's, what so a that's hot opinion. So that's my take. So, okay. So both of you said you didn't like it. I'm assuming mainly because the comedy bits fell flat for you, right? I think that's not, part of it. For me, not, at least. Yeah, not necessarily. Like, like it's funny, you know? Like, it's, it's, there's some songs that are like, okay, this is funny. And but I, I think James described it the best where he's like, the balance was just a little bit off, I think. Um, and how, like, he... Uh, because I... Whoa, whoa, I, uh, Casey. Lichoverse. Casey. Bo Burnham is, is Casey. DDoS attacking her right now. I know. Casey's being censored. I'm just going to let her get it out of her system. What a good opinion she has that we cannot hear. You were saying... we were Charlie said... Um, like, I'm guessing you didn't like the comedy. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> to clarify, it's not that I didn't think it was funny because at parts I did think it was funny and I did get the comedy and the satire. I just wanted it to hit me more than it did because I can see in the way that like Charlie talks about it, that the comedy really like hit him. And I don't know if it's because of the context like he was talking about. Um, or if it's just because I don't know, like, the depths of Bo Burnham as a comedian. But um, I feel like it also relates to the balance that James was talking about, that it was just hard to kind of, like, jump. Um, I mean, it wasn't hard to kind of jump around um, with all the, like, feelings and emotions because I feel like that's a really good and impressive thing to be able to do in a comedy special. But I just, I want I want to like it so bad you know, but it just didn't, like... Just didn't do it for you. Yeah, it just didn't yeah. do it for me. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I want to clarify, I don't... I agree with James very wholeheartedly in that he says it's not really comedy. Like, there are funny parts to it, but I think what is the most interesting thing about this special is that, like James said, it's like performance art. It, it, it's Bo Burnham taking what was a comedy act and sort of just making it into like this crazy tell-all where he just puts everything on the viewer and, and you know, completely lets them into his, his inner state of being. Uh, that's what's most interesting and impressive to me about Inside. I think that, you know, some of the comedy is not necessarily my favorite. Like, uh, I mean, one that jumps out, the sexting song, not yeah, my... I didn't yeah. think it was like that funny. I thought it was like, okay, it's like catchy, but yeah, like, that's it to me. But songs like white woman's Instagram, I think are not only cinematically really good. Uh, I thought that that was funny and had a good hook to it. Uh, I liked how the world works with Sako. Uh, yes, I, that was I, I really enjoy one. Sako. Okay. Interesting. 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 I, um, I think, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't call this a comedy special. Um, and I also think the points that worked the least for me was when it was trying to be funny. Um, I think cinematically and, and visually and from a production standpoint, this whole thing is incredible, like a masterpiece. Um, it's a huge testament to what one man can do, for sure, from a production standpoint. Like, I love it, and I'm very inspired by it. Um, 
And I think the cinematography is at its best in White Woman's Instagram. I also really do not care for that song. Um, I do not care for White Woman's Instagram. I think FaceTiming with my mom tonight is really kind of like tacky. Um, same with like the sexting song or uh, the one that's, forgive my language, the one that's just called a bad word that means poo-poo. Um, I just, a lot of the songs that were like trying to be, like those to me are like, the these are the comedy songs. And those were also the ones where I'm like, I think these could have been cut and the like the part of this special that people actually care about would have been the same. Um, it just, you know, I already don't like Bo Burnham's comedy. So when he did his comedy in this special, it, it didn't work for me. I think it just, it feels too, like I like roasty humor, like abrasive humor, but stuff like White Woman's Instagram and like FaceTiming with my mom, it's like, haha, let's just, Let's just be mean. And I was like, eh. Well, so I disagree with you for FaceTime with my mom because I I read somebody's take on that song and I don't think it's necessarily meant for everybody. Like when I first listened to FaceTiming with my mom, I was like, this is just a song and I don't really connect to it. But some people... Uh, who watched this special had a very strained relationship with their mom. Yeah, and, I was going to say. When you're, and, and when you're looking at the song, it's not a comedy song. It, it devolves as it goes through. Like the the shots of Bo FaceTiming his mom get more and more aggressive and he gets more angry and anxious uh, as, as the call keeps on going forward. And a lot of people connected to that. A lot of people think that that, that, that song is their favorite because of how it perfectly encapsulated a, a strained relationship with somebody's mom or dad or, you know, close relative. Yeah, so, I, I see that. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't have that. So to, I definitely was sort of coming from, from it from a place of, I guess, you know, I guess you could say like a place of privilege or, or just ignorance to that sort of thing because it was very much just like, why is he being mean to his mom? I don't that's know if it's even cool. privilege or ignorance. I just don't think he's being mean to his mom. Like, that's just not what's happening in that song. Yeah. Like, the, I, the, yeah. The, I, I think what's happening is that he's having a difficult conversation with his mom and is frustrated by somebody who uh, is frustrating. And he, he's trying to connect with her. And he's trying to make this, this emotional uh, connection, but it's just not possible. In, and that's why that song is so tragic is like FaceTiming with your mom is supposed to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, be the good son and FaceTime with my mom. But something so simple can become, you know, so straining because of, you know, a, a relationship that you have with somebody. Yeah, I guess I guess that song just wasn't like it wasn't made for me, you know, like I'm not the yeah. I'm not the person who would connect with that song. Um, it, it I wasn't. Love mom. I love yeah, it. It, <laughs> it wasn't made for me either. Like I have a really good relationship with my mom. Uh, not to brag. Well, I have a really, really, really good relationship. Really? My mom could beat your mom in a fight. So My mom's a patron. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah, Charlie. Ooh. Whose mom's not a patron, Charlie? Uh, <laughs> no offense, Mrs. Heatherly. I love you. Well, guess who's not coming in the basement anymore? No! <laughs> yep. Privilege uh, bard. But you, yeah. You, yeah. You guys so, mentioned that you both... Hold on, because I, I need to investigate this. You guys mm -hmm. both mentioned that you really, really like the Socko song. Um, and I was talking to some other people and they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, I love the song with the sock. 
Um, I also <laughs> didn't. I also didn't really care for that song either. And hold on, I want you guys to first tell me why you liked that song. Like, what about that song did you like? AC, be my guest. Oh, all right. I feel like that song really caught the like satirical edge that I've heard like when talking about Bo Burnham, if that makes sense. Mm, like I yeah, know yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. So I felt I was like, okay, this is what I'm expecting. Like this is what I was expecting. This is I don't know if it's like this is safe. I know what this is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that makes like sense. That. Mm-hmm. Like that um, is Bo Burnham to you. Yes. Yeah. And I For just sure. feel like because I've seen like this probably is the song with the most like discourse going on right now. Um, just because it, at least from what I've seen in the circles of on my TikTok or Instagram and stuff like that, where it's just talking about, um, because especially because um, there's this trend going on where um, quote unquote white liberals are using this song um, as a sound and oh, people okay. are calling out how they're missing the point. Let's put a pin in <laughs> let's put a pin in that cuz the politics yes. and internet reaction to this song is something I'm dying to talk about or to, to okay. this whole this whole piece. Um yeah. But yeah, okay. So it sounds like this is like the sort of satire that you were looking for from Bo Burnham. Charlie? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I just think it's a it's a funny concept to stage it as a children's show and then your sock puppet puppet sock <laughs> puppet is is some is a creature trapped in a liminal space that only comes out to tell you the harsh, you know, socioeconomic truths of the world. Like, I don't agree with all of the statements he makes. Like, I personally do not believe that private property is inherently theft. And I think to a point, it's it, it, yeah. Like, I think to the point, uh, or to a point, Sako is meant to be a little bit extreme. But Bo Burnham is also very socially and economically progressive. So if you agree with his politics, then great. I don't agree with every single point of his politics, although I tend to to lean towards uh, a lot of them. So like I, I can disagree with some of the stuff that he says in this special and just sort of move on with it because I don't really care. Like if I disagree with a couple points that he makes, then I, I still enjoy yeah. the special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, be, right, to be clear, yeah. my issue with this song is not that like I disagree with his politics. Sure. That was not the problem. It's just that I think I was just sort of frustrated because like, from what I've seen, a lot of the reaction to this song, at least from folks I've talked to, was like, wow, this was such a great, like, he was so bold to say this stuff. Like, people would have been too afraid to say it in a comedy special. And, like, I hope he's, like, like getting through to his audience and, like, people are learning something from this song. And I was like, to me, this song felt like the most, like, let's just say the buzzwords that I know will, like, get my leftist audience to, like, clap and agree, you know? It's like, mm. and, and I, I need to unpack that a little, I guess. Like, I think it's pretty, again, I, I, I think it's pretty clear that like liberal, liberal is like a dirty word, like left-leaning <laughs> uh, politics are like becoming more and more mainstream, I guess. I, would you guys agree? Like, I feel like that's a pretty safe, at least among our generation. Um, no, it's, it's because, definitely more normalized. Yeah. It's yeah. less of uh, like the, it's not as fringe. It's Controversial, like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, a lot of the stuff Sokka was saying that was supposed to be this like super crazy, like deep, dark truth that you aren't ready to handle. It's like, yeah, we know like this place was colonized. Yeah, we know there's problems with like capitalism and whatever. It's like, this isn't 
I feel like everyone was acting like he was saying this new crazy thing and making this bold stand when it was like the most lukewarm, left-leaning stuff he could have said. I mean, obviously, like, private property is inherently theft, whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, that's like, I get that. <laughs> but it was like, I just don't think this song was as, like, radical as everyone thinks it was. And maybe that's just me being desensitized because I'm young and spent a lot of time online. But, like, to me, it was just, like, dripping with, like, trying to, trying to appeal to an, like, it's preaching to the choir, I guess is the best way I could say it. It's like, his audience already knows this. I know this. Sako's not telling me anything. This isn't like, it's not a bold, dark truth that like, ooh, he was so bold to say that when everyone already knows. Like we've been beat over the head with that, I feel like. Sure. And I think that that's less of a problem with the content and more of the reaction to the content. Like a lot of this special is dedicated towards telling white liberals that will say those things and be like, heck yeah, he's so deep telling them that that's ridiculous and they're sort of stealing the spotlight. And herein lies the great contradiction of Bo Burnham's inside. This is a point that I saw mentioned and I super hard agree with. Um, and I think like one of the big areas this special falls short is its politics. Um, Cause they're there. Like this is, this is politics are a part of this special. Um, sure. But I feel like Bo Burnham is part of the problem he's talking about. Yeah, that's um, the point. No, that he's a part listen, of the problem. He's part of the problem he's talking about, but that's the end. Like that's the the period of the, uh, the sentence goes right there. Like he he makes this continuous point about how like white mediocre liberals are taking up all the space and they're uh like you know, oh, you don't need to give your take about every single thing and oh, white like white women's Instagram is a really big critique of all that um and how politics is becoming commercialized and and saving the world through comedy like you know he has this big savior complex and like he's criticizing this um because it's a very real thing and then he's like oh but i do it too and then that's it like he doesn't try to change there's no it it feels it's frustrating to see someone point out a problem admit that they're part of the problem and then do absolutely nothing after that no, it's there's like, a lot more to it than than him just stopping there. Like, that's the point of the All Eyes on Me song. Bo Burnham as a performer, like, in a lot of his other specials, and he, you don't really need to see those to understand what's going on here. Like, he is tainted by this constant need for attention. And he talks about this a lot, where as a performer, he has this, this crippling need for the audience and this crippling fear of the audience him talking about how he got panic attacks on stage like he needs the audience to lift him up and give him the ego boost but at the same time he's too scared to actually face them all eyes on me is is about that duality and that's the reason why even though he's calling out all the stuff that he's doing is bad he keeps doing it like there are problems that exist with people where you can call them out and say that they're bad but people can't stop them like I, there is a definitive mental block that, I that think some people have. My issue is just that he like he admits that he does it too, but so much of it too is devoted to like making fun of other people who do these things, like white women's Instagram or that sort of thing. Like he's he's making fun of a group of people who are admittedly problematic and saying then saying like, oh, but you know, full disclosure, I'm part of the problem too. But that's it's it feels performative, I think. Is is it's like 
performative activism, you know, when someone's like, oh, this is such a big pro performative activism is such an interesting thing to me because it's like calling out performative activism so much of the time is performative. It's like, I'm not one of those performative activists. I do real activism, like reposting Instagram infographics. And it's like, here's an infographic about why performative activism is bad. Uh, you know? Yeah. And, and Bo Burnham scratches at that in this special. Like, he scratches at it with all his admitted, like, you know, with these critiques and him admitting that he does it too. But I just would have liked him to move past that and actually, like, work on fixing it, maybe? You know? It's like saying, oh, there's racism, and then walking away. It's like, yeah, you didn't do anything about it, though. You know? It's just, yeah. the politics are frustrating. No, yeah, definitely. I feel like it also contributes to a larger problem that we're seeing where there's like this, when we're talking about like more white leftists, like there's this rise in this like concept of like, um, like this trend to be like, oh, well, I hate white people. And like, I do like white people are this, white people are that, but also like, but girl but dude like you're white as well like you have to acknowledge that you are inherently like contributing to those things and so that's why when Bo Burnham like talks about it it is hard to like kind of pin down what where he kind of like stands on it but I also like agree with Charlie that I feel like that's kind of like the whole point you know yeah. but it doesn't make it less frustrating I guess I just think it's a bad point <laughs> It's like, sure, you're making critiques that white people are taking up too much space and they shouldn't need to give their opinions about everything. But like, you're saying that within a special where you are actively taking up space and spewing your opinions about everything. Yeah, like, but he does that for a reason. Like that yeah, is but the special. If, if your point, point that this is bad, then why did you release the special is my thing. It's like, it's, it's like with cuties when they claimed that they were like, we're trying to be in uh, like we're trying to critique the child beauty pageant industry yeah you're still uploading footage of child beauty pageants like a critique is only a critique if you're actually contributing to fixing the problem this is just him like doing a bad thing admitting it's bad and then not doing anything else about it well so so let's go back very quickly to him calling out uh you know, for lack of a better term, like groups of different white saviors, right? And specifically in white women's Instagram. I don't think that this is him calling out all white women for a problematic issue. No, the I song, don't. Yeah. The song is not political. Like, it's just a joke about how typically white women have a pretty uniform, uh, like, Instagram. Oh, gosh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, style? Uh, that's not the aesthetic. specific one. Yeah, aesthetic. Like, like yeah. that's the joke, is that they post similar pictures. But in the middle of the song, he has this entire stanza where it reads her favorite photo of her mom. The caption says, and it goes on like, I miss you. It's been a decade since I've oh, seen you. Oh, yeah, that was insanely good. good. Like, that was so good. Yeah, I love that. Like, th that song is meant to show that you can, like, point fun at, at these people for doing this aesthetic, but, you know, they're people still. Like, there's real stories within some of these things, and, and you have to yeah. be sensitive and talk about that. Like, I think it's fairly tongue-in-cheek that he's, like, uh, a bobblehead of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a needlepoint of a fox. Like, that's all meant to be, 
you know, fairly, it, it, it's not even roasting. It's very like, uh, yeah, it, I, it's, it's just punching observant. up someone that, yeah, it's just observant. Like people yeah, yeah. post that. I think you, you, you correctly called me out with white woman's Instagram. That song just wasn't, you know, that wasn't for me. And it also, I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just personally find the politics of, of inside to be really frustrating and kind of counterproductive. And if the point of like, it's like, oh, well, it's the, the point is that he's admitting this problem and not doing anything about it. Like, that's the point. That's a bad point. It's like, well, it, it, I don't care not, that that's, you know. The point I, isn't that he's pointing out a problem and then not doing anything about it. The point is that he's showing how internet culture, because that's like a big thing in this is internet culture. Yeah. How that makes people have this endless need to talk and say things. And he explores that. It's not just him like showing off and stuff. Like, welcome to the internet, all eyes on me. Uh, something like white woman's Instagram even touches on the internet theme where people need to like have these cutesy pictures to show everyone. Uh, FaceTime with my mom tonight also deals with, with communication. Uh, sexting, again, about communication. Problematic deals with his previous specials that also dealt with like internet humor and issues like that because he was a very mm -hmm. problematic comedian. Yeah and, I like, yeah, yeah, and I didn't like him back then. And uh, he, he calls himself out for that, rightly so, and he stops doing that. Like, if you're looking for Bo Burnham to make a change, that's the change, is that he's no longer doing jokes where he calls out to the crowd, uh, like, you know, something, and then he has him end, and the word that they end with is an accidental slur or something, like the, the salt and vinegar joke that he does, uh, right? I won't, like, he, he yeah. does that joke, and now looking back at it, it's like, oh, bad. That's the point of that song is him calling himself out for all of that and apologizing and not doing it anymore. Like you do, you don't get any of that in this special. He used to do it all the time. He used to call women all these horrible words. And I think he, he, I, I don't know if he even uses one of those words in any of these songs, but like, that's the major change is him personally going in and changing that style of comedy while still critiquing his own constant need for validation at the yeah. same time. And I'll say at some points, I think it works. Like, I think the, the video react segment was genius. Oh, um, I like that one. Yeah. I thought that was, whoa, Casey's talking into a fan or something. N no one? Yeah, oh, this is a new God, type of robot. I've never heard this before. Oh, never mind. I'll stop talking. Continue. <laughs> ah, ah, stop. <laughs> Just like jiggle your cable or something. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. I don't even, Casey. You you are um, un uncontainable. <laughs> you continue to amaze me, AC. <laughs> don't worry. Tech problems suck. I get them all the time. I'm here to support you. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate. Oh, hey, you sound that. better now. Oh, um, yeah, you sound much better now. I wiggled the cable. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys! Someone, some twerp just threw a brick through my window. Oh my god! What? Yeah. Did you see I, who it was? Yeah, who was it? Oh, hold on, wait. There's a note on it. It says, shut up, podcast boy. No one cares you didn't like Bo Burnham. Also, oh. you have two new Patreon questions. <gasps> oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. I feel like I need music playing. Da, 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 da. Welcome! It's time for Patreon questions. Woohoo! Clap it up! Yeah. Gentle this week, clap. yeah. I also needed to do this before we get too heated about 
whether or not Bo Burnham is part of the problem. Um, we have two new questions today from our patrons on this episode of Patron Q&A. It's a lovely little show inside of a show where we answer questions from our most beloved Patreons. Patrons. 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 Um, today we have two questions coming from Michael and Heather Clark and also Samuel Copeland. Did I, I hope, did I just say, I feel like I said a name wrong. No. no. Okay. Cut out that awkward pause. Um, <laughs> our first question comes from Heather and Michael Clark. They ask, based on the Delicio scale for Pixar depth, and uh, this is a classic mistake, it's the Socratic Delicio Pixar deep curve. You can just call it the SDPD mm -hmm. curve if it's too much. Um, to totally forgive you. San Diego Police Department, yeah. Common mistake, <laughs> common mistake. Um, they ask us how we would rate our three deepest episodes of the podcast. Um, and I think we should do this collaboratively. Mm. Maybe we each contribute one. Yeah, um, I'm down for that. I'm down. I'm going to mm, contribute. Yes. I'm thinking of ending things. I think that was a very deep episode. Yes. I think mm, we 100%. Nice. We went deep. I would even posit that as number one. That's got to be oh. number one, right? That's the most analysis we've ever got out of a film. Yeah. Brain still now, hurting from that. Now, what else would we put in? I go to La La Land. I was thinking that. Like, we were on top of it for La La Land. I know that uh, Hallie, God rest her soul, she's not dead, but she's off the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Why she's you she's fine. Like we're that. friends, guys. We're, <laughs> we're, we're friends. friends. No bad blood. She's just no bad York. blood. Yeah. Uh, she had some really good points about. I think a lot of the colors in that film. She had like a whole point about the color palette uh, yeah. that was yeah. really interesting. And then we talked a lot about like the the relationship between Sebastian and Mia, mm. and we got some really interesting stuff out of that. So if you if you're looking for deep Socratic cinema, I think that our first couple episodes, especially Aladdin, that's probably our best episode ever. It might just uh, be the, the best episode of a podcast ever. Yeah, Joe Rogan yeah. can can uh, suck it. It's Aladdin is better than everything he's ever done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the movie and the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Casey, what do you think is a deep um, one? I think I'll throw in our Queer Eye one that we did. I feel like we touched a lot. Yes. Like we did, a, we went really, really into it on yeah, that, that one. Was a good so one. I'll throw that one in. I like For that. Sure. I like that. So I would probably, I, of those three, I would probably go Queer Eye, La La Land. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things, but yeah. I'm pretty loosey goosey with that. That was just kind of like off, off the dome. Uh, but I think those are our three deepest for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd have to look at the like logs. Um, I've probably forgotten some like one we did where we just completely went bonkers deep. But Ladybird uh, talking about eating communion wafers was a very deep. Oh yes, conversation. I was that, changed. I got deep into rage in that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think those are our three. So thank you very much for for that. You heard it here first. Queer Eye. Um, La La Land, and I'm thinking of ending things. Our next question, however, comes from Mr. Samuel Copeland, who asks us on a scale from cinema. I love this question. Yeah. On a scale from cinema sins to cinema wins, where does Socratic cinema fall? In other words, do we prefer to see the best or the worst in movies? Uh, I have my answer which is that contrary to popular belief based on this episode, I like to see the best in movies. <laughs> um, I don't usually complain this much. 
Um, I, if you've seen my plot holes video essay, which you should watch, um, I, I just like to in, enjoy things at face value. And unless something like really jumps out at me as like being bad, I, I usually have a, I'm able to have a pretty good time with movies. So I think I've definitely fall towards cinema wins. Love that channel, by the way. I think that uh, I also fall towards cinema wins, despite my reputation as being the bad boy of the group. I think that the thing that's really good about cinema wins is that he still calls out bad decisions in movies. The the thing with Cinema Sins that is often frustrating, even though I, I, I really do enjoy Cinema Sins and I used to watch every video that they made, uh, is that they often call out movies on completely inconsequential things. And I don't think I necessarily call out movies on completely inconsequential things. I like to think that I have reasons for why I dislike a yeah, lot of like, things. Like the F in Force? Yeah, no, that one, I, I mean, about when that. you break physics, it, it strikes a nerve. But she was correct, no? As well, does, d does it not stand for force? No, it's just that when you're making a rocket ship, that should not be a sudden realization that you have, that F stands for force in the equations you're making. But not to get back into it, right? All right, Charlie doesn't nitpick Heatherly. Whatever Never. you say, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, For me, again, in the same boat as James for this episode, despite popular belief, I did win the most likely to give a movie an 8.5. So I do like Real. movies. She so, does like them. Yeah. So I, I tend to lean more to trying to see the best in, in films. Yes. And this isn't a film, so we're allowed to complain about it. <laughs> uh, on that note, I'm going to throw this brick back out the window. I'll have to repair that later. Um, but thank you so much for sending in questions, and I will be pursuing a lawsuit against whatever little twerp threw the brick through my window. Yeah, um, are you going to throw the brick out the window? Oh, do you want me to, Hold on. Yeah, yeah, can you throw the brick? Oh, it's pretty heavy. Ow! Ah! Jesus <laughs> Christ! I threw it all the way to Charlie's house. Oh, no, I was the twerp, you idiot! Oh. <laughs> Charlie's been on his little trike this whole episode. Ow. God, it was a mobile episode. Charlie's an, he's doing his Postmates deliveries. <laughs> Just trying to make some squeesh. Podmates. Podmates. Um, moving back into Inside, I also have no track of how long this episode's been. So, uh, but No clue. I, we're here all day. Um, let's just say a thing right now. I'm just going to say this right now because we're rolling. Uh, I apologize in advance. We all apologize. Right, guys? Apologize. Apologize. Yeah, we're sorry, I guess. If this episode is jumbled or out of order, we've had a heck of a lot of technical difficulties today. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. I hope you enjoy nonetheless. Um, that's all. I, if, if you would like to continue this conversation about Bo Burnham's Inside, uh, take it to the comments. Leave us a comment what you thought. Did you think my points were dumb? Did you think Charlie's points were dumb? Did you think Casey's points are excellent like they always are? Let us know. <laughs> Um, you could also give us a like, that'd mean a lot. You could subscribe, that would uh, mean an even lot more -er. Um, you could ring the notification bell to find out whenever new episodes and video essays come out. Uh, if in case you haven't heard, it's the summer of video essays. We're doing one at least every month for the summer. June's already came out. July is on the way. Buckle up, kid. All right? It's gonna um, be fun. 
It's going to be fun. It's going to be super duper. You can uh, support the podcast by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Socratic Cinema for as little as $1 a month. Can you believe that? $1 a month. Sounds like a steal. It's just a steal to get episodes early, to, to, to make our lives so much better, and you'll feel enriched in your heart. Um, mm -hmm. If you feel so called to give, please consider. I'll be able to eat tonight if you give yeah, us. Yeah, we'll put food <laughs> on the table for Charlie. Yeah. Um, uh, you can also follow our social medias at SocraticCinema.com. It's got links to all of them. Uh, and just tell your friends. If you're going to do one thing today, tell your friends about us. Because um, they could use a little Socratic in their lives, I think. Everyone could use a little more Socratic in their lives. Because Socratic make the world go round. That's our new slogan. Um, that's like our season five promo phrase is like Socratic make the world go round. <laughs> that <laughs> yes. doesn't work on so many levels. I'll but love. yeah. <laughs> it does. Let them know. Let them know. Yeah. Let them know. Socratic make the world go round. Um, thank you again for listening. Truly. Uh, you're wonderful. And, and you are loved by me. And do me. with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Good night, everyone. Good night, kids. Good night. Good night. Good night. Adios. Adios. Adios.